What did the girl say to the doctor with the needle at her annual checkup? I don't know. I don't know. I'll give it a shot. That's Joe West in the Santa Fe Review with the Warren Zevon song right here on the Children's Hour. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone. I'm so happy to be here with a lot of great people at the Outpost Performance Space in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and on Zoom. Hello, everyone. Hello. And who do we have with us today? Hi, it's the Orphan. Hi, it's Gareth. Hello, it's Amadeus. Hi, it's Amaya. 
Hi, it's Joe. Hi, it's Abby. Hi, it's Nina. Hi, it's Genevieve. Hello, it's Cade. Hi, it's Daniel. Hi, it's Xavier. Hi, it's Lumay. Well, thank you all so much for being here. Today on the show, we are going to try to understand vaccines. Vaccines are these shots that kids get from the moment they're born, it seems like all the way through the rest of our lives. And we really wanted to understand how exactly do they work? And we have several experts with us on the show today to learn more, including some folks from the Centers for Disease Control. And they are the national federal organization who are in charge of public health in the United States. We also have an author with us. She's a Newbery Honor winner. Her name is Dr. Rajani LaRocca. And her book, A Vaccine is Like a Memory, is a picture book that explains the mechanisms our bodies use to make the best use of vaccines and how scientists discovered that vaccination can actually prevent disease. We also have someone joining us on the show today who has decided to help folks create their own air purifiers. These are ways to clean the air around us. His name is Dr. Richard Corsi, and his Corsi Rosenthal box air filter is something that can be made out of simple supplies found at any hardware store. And we know of some kids who have made some for their schools. We've got pictures and instructions posted at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Understanding Vaccines. But before we get there, we've got a brand new release from Lisa Loeb. It's called Feel What You Feel. This is Moonstar Pie, right here on the Children's Hour. Put a little salt in the pot and shake it. Gather all the stars and the moon and bake it. You can, you can, you can make anything you dream. Grab a little piece of the sun from your pocket. Reach up to the arms of the clock and stop it. You got, got, you got all the time you need.
to the Children's Hour, and our first guest on the show today is Dr. Rajani Laraka. She is a primary care physician and internal medicine doctor at Massachusetts General Hospital. Welcome to the Children's Hour, Dr. Laraka. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So great to have you. Your book, which we are reviewing in this episode of the Children's Hour, is called A Vaccine is Like a Memory. And this book is fascinating because it's written for children who, well, what age did you think this was written for? I wrote it for kids probably ages four and up, but there's plenty of information for older kids and for adults. Talk to us a little bit about your book and why you chose to write it now. Yeah. So I wrote this book. I started it four days after I got my first COVID-19 vaccine. Right after I got that vaccine, I felt such relief that maybe I could keep the people around me safe. It inspired me to go back and look at the history of vaccines and what the world was like before we had them. I wanted to explain to people how vaccines were created and why they're important. What exactly is a vaccine? Yes, great question. A vaccine is a type of medication created by scientists to help prevent diseases. I think they're really cool because you don't have to get sick, but Vaccines give you, your body, the ability to fight off diseases almost as if you had been sick with that disease. And that's what's so curious. Your title of your book alludes to it. A vaccine is like a memory. You mean the body gets the vaccine and it remembers something? Kind of. <laughs> it's, so it's a simile, right? Vaccine is like a memory, So what happens when we get sick with an illness is that our immune system, right, all the cells in our body that work to fight off diseases, some of the things they do last beyond the time that we are sick. So there are kind of a bunch of different ways that our body can kind of have immunity that lasts longer, but probably the one that we're most familiar with is antibodies. So our immune cells make these special proteins that bind to parts of germs that when they see that germ again, they signal the immune system and they're ready to go attack those parts of those germs and destroy the germs before they can make us sick. So in that way, our bodies remember. And the idea with vaccines is that they get our bodies to remember an illness that we never had. How do you make a vaccine? So there are scientists in laboratories, and some of them are at the CDC. They study these diseases, and then in the laboratory, they can create vaccines that can help us fight those diseases. So they kind of practice in a laboratory kind of what kills this thing. They maybe make a little like Petri dish of the virus and try to kill it, basically. And like, this didn't work and this didn't work, but hey, this works. Yes. And then they also try these vaccines in animals to see if the animals react the way that they expect them to react. And if the animals can fight off the disease, then there's hope that people can also fight off the disease. What exactly is the science behind a vaccine? Ooh, okay. So the way that 
almost everything works in terms of our immune system has to do with proteins. So there are these specific types of molecules. And the way that our bodies know the cells that belong in our bodies are because of proteins. And the way that our bodies know that there are cells that don't belong in our bodies are proteins. So what scientists do is they analyze the proteins of a virus or a bacterium that they're studying and they're trying to prevent. They take proteins from that germ and then they try to expose that protein to your body. So then your immune system says, aha, I know this is not part of myself. I've got to go attack this. So the idea is to get the protein from the germ in our body so that our immune system reacts to it rather than having the entire germ in our body. And sometimes the way that a vaccine works is that it gets our body to make this little protein. And that's how our immune system knows. You mean it can make our body make a new protein? The vaccine can say, oh, here's this little trick. If you ever need this, just make this protein. And that just endures in our body somewhere? Yes, <laughs> because there are certain cells that kind of know the antibodies they need to make and they hang out. That's amazing. There's a lot to learn about vaccines. Our guest has been Dr. Rajani Laraka. She is an internist and a primary care physician out of the East Coast, out of Massachusetts General. And Dr. LaRocca, we have learned so much with you and your book has a lot to teach too. It's called A Vaccine is Like a Memory. It's got illustrations by Kathleen Marcotte. Thank you so much for being with us today on the Children's Hour. I love being here. Thank you so much. And brothers 
know the best way to protect each other. Everybody needs shots. Everybody needs shots. Everybody needs shots. It'll be Everybody Needs Shots is Moose Clumps right here on the Children's Hour. And it's true that everybody needs shots. And we're going to find out a lot more about the shot schedule that we're supposed to be on and lots more information about the COVID vaccine from Dr. Peacock from the Center for Disease Control. And we are going to be talking with Dr. Richard Corsi about the Corsi Rosenthal air filter. It's an air filter that anyone can make for less than $100, and it filters out all kinds of things, viruses, smoke, and it turns out that by cleaning the air we're breathing, we can certainly avoid catching one another's sicknesses. And speaking of catching other people's sicknesses, are you sick? I mean, are you feeling sick? Because if you are, it's really important that you keep your sickness to yourself. Your breath, your boogers, your cough, even your oils and things on your hands, they can transfer the viruses that you're carrying to other people. And you don't want to do that. You don't want to make other people sick. So when you don't feel well, no matter what is causing you to be sick, it's a good idea to keep it to yourself. Stay home, have a chill day, and get better. You're listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated. We're listener-supported at childrenshour.org. The Children's Hour is supported by the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, announcing the September 23rd grand opening of New Mexico Museum of Art Vladim Contemporary, with great family activities, including painting, drawing, writing, sculpting, and monthly family art-making Saturdays. Learn more about Vladim at nmartmuseum.org. Electric Playhouse supports the Children's Hour. Find your play at Electric Playhouse in Albuquerque, New Mexico. It's fun for kids and adults who want to play like a kid again. Featuring 16 interactive spaces with constantly rotating games and a full restaurant. Families can play and dine at Electric Playhouse. Tickets and investment opportunities at electricplayhouse.com. The Children's Hour is supported by the New Mexico Humanities Council. Since 1972, NMHC has sought to engage New Mexicans with history, culture, and diverse humanities topics. I am scared of needles. Ouch! But there's one thing that I know. Who's that? I don't want a fever. We 
can't keep it hot if we catch the cold. Circle, circle, circle dot, dot, dot. Now I got my booty shot. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now I got my booty shot. Got my booty shot. Got my booty shot. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now I got my booty shot. Got my booty shot. Now I got my booty shot. Come on, come on, baby. Roll up your sleeves, get this remedy so we can play beats, keep it shaking. Come on, come on, baby. Roll up your sleeves, get this remedy so we can play beats, keep it shaking. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now I got my booty shot. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now I got my booty shot. Got my booty shots. Got my booty shot. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now I got my booty shot. And your next to kin Call your grandmama and your best friend Ask them, did you shoot your shot? Did you roll up your sleeves? Shoot your shot, slow this disease Shoot your corona, cootie Shoot your shot Circle, circle, dot, dot Everybody needs that cootie shot I am scared of needles, but I'm brave And my body can be healthy and strong So I can get on I wanna play with my friends So put that shot in my arm Scared of needles, but there's one thing that I know. Tell me what you know. I don't want a fever. We can't keep it hot if we catch the cold. Circle, circle, circle dot, dot, dot. Now I got my booty shot. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now I got my booty shot. Got my booty shot. Got my booty shot. Circle, circle, dot, dot. Now I got my booty shot. That's Pierce Freelon with Divinity Rocks from the compilation release All One Tribe. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and with us today on the show is someone who is responsible for immunization services at the Center for Disease Control. It's Dr. Georgina Peacock. She's a pediatrician by training, but now at the CDC, the Director of Immunization Services Division. Welcome to the Children's Hour. Thanks for having me. Well, we're so glad you're here. The CDC, Center for Disease Control, we better start there. What does the CDC do? It's part of the U.S. government. Yeah, so we're an agency in the U.S. government, and we've been around for about 70 years. And so what we do is we use science and data to track down and fight diseases that are both here in the United States and then in other countries to keep people healthy across the United States. You recommend people get vaccines starting at birth. And you recommend a lot of vaccines in that first year. Can you talk a little bit about that schedule that you recommend and help us understand why so many in that first year? And it feels like a lot at once. So... CDC provides this immunization schedule to help doctors decide which vaccines they should give at different ages. And the schedule is really based on when a child might get exposed to a germ or a disease and when that vaccine is the most effective. So 
Part of the reason babies get a lot of vaccines is because we worry about them getting exposed to different diseases that might uh, make them really sick. And so if they get that vaccine before they might have that exposure, then they can be protected against getting really sick from something that we call a vaccine-preventable disease. How long does it take to develop a vaccine on average? I know that some are different than others, considering the COVID one came out really, really, really quickly, but some seem to take years to come out. So how long on average does it take for a vaccine to be fully developed? Yeah, I'm not sure that I can give you an average because it does take different amounts of time to develop different kinds of vaccines. So even though COVID vaccine was developed really quickly, there'd been lots of research that had been done probably over the last 10 years to get ready so that we could produce that COVID vaccine. So it can be very variable. You know, for example, we've been working on an HIV vaccine for many, many years, and that has been a vaccine that's been, we haven't been able to make one yet because the science just hasn't worked to be able to do that. So it really depends on the disease. What should you do to prevent getting diseases that don't already have vaccines out for them? What are some of the best techniques to not get sick? So it depends a little bit about how that disease is spread, but a lot of diseases or a lot of viruses are spread through the air. And so if someone has that disease, say they're coughing, they should, you know, cover the the cough or maybe they would want to wear a mask. The other thing that people can do is wash their hands because sometimes things get spread because they're on surfaces. So if you wash your hands with soap and water, that's another good way to prevent disease spread. Will there ever be a vaccine for COVID, which will make it so, well, like you can't have COVID? Different vaccines are able to do different things. So sometimes a vaccine can completely prevent disease. And then other times you do get a bit sick from it, but you don't get very sick. And so right now, like I said, the COVID one, you can still get infected, but there are other vaccines, maybe like the measles vaccine, where it's very, very unlikely that you would have measles if you get the whole series of the measles vaccine that you're supposed to get. There seems to be a lot of research going on about what COVID can cause after its initial infection. For example, causing long-term damage to the brain and other organs. What are the CDC's plans to address this, particularly for young children who have been infected multiple times? So that's a great question. And, you know, one of the most important things that people can do is get vaccinated. So hopefully they won't get very sick or even die from COVID. But some of the things that we're doing at CDC to look at what they call post-COVID We use science and we look at data and we do research to try to look and study different diseases to see what those outcomes are. So we're looking at that and then we sometimes make recommendations based on that data and based on that science that we're seeing about how one might treat certain conditions that might be a consequence of COVID. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We're trying to understand vaccines. We'll be back with more with Dr. Peacock from the Center for Disease Control in just a minute. This is Flea Bite out of New Zealand. Virus! 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 
You're listening to the Children's Hour on the show today. We're thinking about health and how to stay healthy, how to prevent disease. And one of the best ways to do that is to be vaccinated against diseases that have vaccines. With us on the show is Dr. Georgina Peacock. She is a pediatrician and director of immunization services division at the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia. I have a question here, and a lot of folks are asking me this question. The latest version of the COVID vaccine, so many folks got that back in September and are starting to wonder, when do we get to do it again? Because for a while there, we were getting a lot of COVID vaccines, one after the other, and it seems like it's been a while. I know the CDC has recommended that vaccines are eligible now for folks over 65 and or have health concerns that make them immunocompromised. But what about everybody else? Why shouldn't we just be able to get another one now? So I think, you know, as I talked about at the beginning, we always want to be looking at the science and the data. And so the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, and the CDC have been looking at that data, and they keep looking at the data related to who the vaccine is helping the most. And so that's why currently getting another updated vaccine or or a second booster is recommended for people over 65 and people with immunocompromising conditions. There will be a meeting that will look again at the data and they will make some recommendation for the fall as to whether or not people should be getting another COVID vaccine moving into the fall or the winter. Would you anticipate that that be a different variety of the vaccine at that point? Because isn't the COVID disease itself mutating even as we're talking today? Yeah. So most viruses do change over time and COVID is also mutating or changing over time. So scientists at the FDA and CDC and really uh, actually throughout the world are going to be looking at, you know, what those strains are of COVID that are most active. And it's likely there will be an updated vaccine coming in the fall. I've been hearing that COVID cases have been trending down in this country. However, I've also heard that rapid COVID tests are not very accurate with the new variants. And since home tests are not being tracked, how does the CDC accurately know COVID cases are going down. CDC typically uses different sources of data to try to figure out what the level of disease is in a community. And so they work with state and local health departments. And then certain hospitals will also be tracking, you know, numbers of tests. And so you can look at the amount of disease in a community, for example, by looking at the number of positive tests in certain community hospitals. And it's worth mentioning here that as this show is in production at the end of summer 2023, beginning of fall, we're seeing COVID numbers around the United States begin to rise again. So it is time for the CDC to release an updated vaccination schedule. We're going to put a link to that page at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Understanding Vaccines. Are there any new viruses or parasites that could surface in the next few decades? 
There are definitely other viruses, and then there are viruses that are changing. And so that's why it's really important to have scientists at, at CDC, scientists at the universities, scientists at the World Health Organization that are studying all of these different viruses that might cause disease or might change and cause different disease or, or worse disease. So monitoring that is what helps us stay healthy and stay safe. And then while we're doing that, it's really important that people do get vaccinated for the diseases that we have vaccines for so that we can keep the levels of those diseases down in case there's something else that appears that we need to think about a new vaccine or a new treatment. This has been an excellent conversation with you. There's so many more questions that I'm sure we could go into, like about climate change and the evolution of vaccines and disease, but we're out of time. Dr. Georgina Peacock is a pediatrician by training and the Director of Immunization Services Division at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much, Dr. Peacock, for being with us on the Children's Hour. We've learned a lot from you. Thanks so much for having me. It was fun. Bye. Goodbye. Thanks for being on the show. Bye-bye. Today's the day. Today's the day. We've been waiting for. We've been waiting for. We've been masked to the max and washing our hands galore. That's just the start. That's just the start. If you want to be. If you want to be. A brave superhero protecting both you and me. I'm going to roll, roll, roll my sleeve. Because when I get my Okay, truth time. How was your vaccine really? It wasn't so bad. It just hurt for a second. One they showed the needle in my arm. <laughs> well, that's a shining endorsement. I think there could be some friends out there scared to get their shot. Can you explain how it works? Sure. We have these cells. We have these cells. That fight disease. That fight disease. Some protected, some make antibodies. But with this germ, but with this germ, we need to trick. We need to trick our bodies with some codes so won't get sick. So when you roll, roll, roll up your sleeve and you get your vaccine, you're protecting your whole community. Fauci, my Fauci, ouchie, sat on the couchie, made my shirt slouchy, toy for my pouchie. I'll get it for the guy on the train over there I'll get it for the tourist in Times Square I'll get it for grandma and grandpa too I'll get it for the grocers at Whole Foods I'll get it for the people I don't even know I'll get it for Broadway, let's get on with the show Fauci, your Fauci algae Sit on the couch, make your shirt slouchy Toy for your pouchy, you don't need to be grouchy No big lab, take at your vaccine
Joni Leeds with Fauci Ouchie right here on the Children's Hour. We're learning about vaccinations and how they work. And coming up, we're going to be learning about one way you can stay healthy and safe from viruses and all kinds of pollutants. And that's using an air purifier. But typically, they're very, very expensive. However, Dr. Richard Corsi has invented a type of air purifier just using simple tools and filters you can get at any hardware store. We're going to be talking with Dr. Corsi in just a minute, and we have a book review of A Vaccine is Like a Memory by Dr. Rajani LaRocca, and that's coming up as well. You're listening to the Children's Hour. We'll be right back. United Way of North Central New Mexico supports the Children's Hour. Outpost Performance Space in Albuquerque, New Mexico is a proud supporter of the Children's Hour. The Children's Hour is supported in part by an award from New Mexico Arts, a division of the New Mexico Department of Cultural Affairs, and the National Endowment for the Arts. Support for the Children's Hour is also provided by the City of Albuquerque's Cultural Services Department and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. Token Ibis is a supporter of the Children's Hour. At Token Ibis, they know that philanthropy doesn't need more money, it needs more people. Users can direct Token Ibis money towards their favorite New Mexico nonprofits. Learn more and sign up at tokenibis.org. One, two, one, two, three. I'm going to the doctor, but don't worry, I'm not sick. It's time. They're gonna check me out real quick And if I'm really good I'll get a lollipop to lick Or maybe a stick or to stick Oh, in the waiting room They got a bunch of toys They got picture books and magazines To entertain the girls and boys And everyone in between And if I need a vaccine I'm gonna keep my poise Doc, 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 doc. I'm not scared of my shot. Let's get that shot. Doc, 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 doc. I'm ready for my shot. Let's get that shot. Doc, 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 doc. I'm not giving up my shot. Let's get that shot. When I was even younger, I used to be afraid of shots. So afraid of shots. I worried and felt anxious. My stomach was tied up in knots So tied up in knots It only hurts a little But it preoccupied my thoughts Now I'm a little older And I finally understand I just take a deep breath Sometimes my grown-up holds my hand I've been sick a few times This is no big deal to withstand Doc, 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 I'm not scared of my shot. Let's get that shot. Doc, 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 doc. I'm ready for my shot. Let's get that shot. Doc, 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 doc. I'm not giving up my shot. Sometimes they give me two stickers. Ooh. No More Dr. Blues is Marsha and the Positrons from Energetic. Welcome back to the Children's Hour. Today, we're talking about public health. 
We've just learned about the amazing science behind how vaccines help us fight diseases, but now we're going to talk about a very different way that we can prevent illness. And it happens with the very air we breathe. Dr. Richard Corsi is the Dean of the University of California Davis College of Engineering, and he's also an air quality researcher. We talked with him about how clean air affects our health. Here's what he told us. One thing for all of us to remember is that we're incredible indoor creatures. Before the pandemic, the average American lived to be 79 years old. We spent 70 of those 79 years of our life inside of buildings. In the United States, children spend from kindergarten through high school, 1.6 to 1.8 total years inside classrooms. While indoors, we inhale pollen particles, pollution, dust, and of course, viruses. The environment that we spend most of our time in is a really important environment in terms of the kinds of chemicals and biological agents that we're exposed to. That's how Dr. Corsi found himself designing the Corsi-Rosenthal box. So at the beginning of the pandemic, there were maybe a dozen indoor air quality experts in the United States who understood that this was an airborne disease. Many of us were doing whatever we could to try to get that message across and to explain to people how to protect themselves. Part of that involved making computer models of rooms and testing out how virus particles move through the air. So schools could actually look at the risk of getting infections in their individual classrooms, and they could try different things in the model and say, well, if we increase the amount of air coming in by this much, or if we put in a portable air cleaner, how much would that lower the risk? Later in 2020, Dr. Corsi noticed something else was happening. Some people were starting to buy a lot of expensive air cleaners. They're machines that can clean the virus from an indoor space. On a long walk one night, I was thinking about how do we give people the opportunity to build something that they can actually afford that would protect them from the virus. I'm an engineer, and so engineers, we take out our pen or pencil and we start doing calculations and designing things. And so I came up with the idea of creating an air cleaner where the walls of the air cleaner were actually filters that can capture the virus. And then saying, well, I need to move air through the filter. The filter doesn't do anything unless I move air through it. So how do I move air through it? And came up with the idea of just using a a box fan that many people have seen, a 20-inch by 20-inch box fan. Then I said, well, I got to seal the edges so I can use duct tape. That's where the idea came from. And I did a bunch of simple calculations and said, this should work. The box functions in two main ways. First, it clears those tiny particles of virus from the air. They're 900 times smaller than a grain of sand. The design of the box intentionally is that you should have the fan on the top blowing up. And that leads to air being sucked into each of the four filters. The filters catch the virus particles and send clean air out through the fan on top of the cube. And then as the air comes through those four filters and then leaves the fan, it causes all this mixing in the room, which helps to bring more air and more of the particles in the air in the room closer to the device itself. If I'm infected as I'm speaking to you and and I have a plume or a cloud of particles that have viruses in them that are coming right at you, 
it's going to stay pretty concentrated as it's moving towards you, which means that you might inhale a lot of particles that are coming out of my respiratory system. Now, if I add something like the Corsi Rosenthal box to the room, I get all this mixing and all this agitation in the room air. And so now when I breathe, that plume that would have stayed concentrated is moving towards you rapidly disperses. And so it actually helps reduce those close contact effects of infection. Not only did the box work, studies show that it's more effective than many of those expensive air purifiers that inspired Dr. Corsi to design something new. We can actually get systems that remove two to three times as many particles from the air. So we can lower the impacts of all of those things which affect us acutely in the current case of allergic reactions. It can suddenly affect us. And some of those exposures over many years can cause permanent lifetime diseases. Why would we accept that? In 2021, the government gave tens of billions of dollars to schools so they could upgrade their ventilation systems. That was because of COVID. But only about a third of that money has been spent at all. That's where the do-it-yourself boxes, like the Corsi Rosenthal, can help keep kids safe. I've just done a quick calculation of what it would cost to get a Corsi Rosenthal box in every single public school classroom in the United States. And it's about $170 million. So like a tiny little fraction of that money that's available, right? There's been a lot of talk about improving ventilation in schools, and that's a good thing. That's something that can't be done overnight. It, it's going to take years and years and years and years to get that done in schools across the United States, if we even get to the point of doing it in schools across the United States, right? We can put portable HEPA air cleaners or build Corsi Rosenthal boxes for every single classroom in the United States and staff offices and teachers' offices, right, before the school year starts. Dr. Corsi hopes that do-it-yourself projects like The Box might inspire more kids to pursue a career in the field. I, th I think about the fact that they've become young citizen engineers. And it's inspiring to me because in their hearts, they're wanting to do something good to protect the people they love or their friends or themselves, right? At the same time, I think they're learning about the power of engineering, which is what this is all about. It's a little silver lining out of bad things that are happening right now with respect to the pandemic, climate change, is that, that maybe we have an emerging generation that's going to help solve a lot of the problems that my generation and generations that came before me and after me failed at solving. I hope it's inspiring to them to think about the power that's at their fingertips and how they can actually change the world for the better. That's Dr. Richard Corsi right here on the Children's Hour. Go to childrenshour.org and look for this episode, Understanding Vaccines, to see the plans to make your own Corsi Rosenthal box air purifier. Coming up, our review of a vaccine is like a memory. A 
A Vaccine is Like a Memory by Dr. Rajani LaRocca and illustrated by Kathleen Marcotte is a picture book intended for elementary age kids that explains what vaccines are and how they work. The book begins with a description of illnesses and how our bodies remember when we have been sick and what exactly made us sick. Our bodies are amazing and they are able to learn how to defeat many diseases just by having them one time. However, as the book explains, there are some illnesses like COVID-19 that our bodies seem to have little defense against, even if we have been ill with the same sicknesses already. That's where vaccinations come into play. And in a vaccine is like a memory, we learn the history of vaccines from smallpox to COVID-19. The intention of a vaccine is like a memory is to give kids the information they need to understand why they are given so many vaccines beginning as babies. This book has great illustrations to go along with the text. And even though I'm a grown-up, I learned a lot in this book. The book is called A Vaccine is Like a Memory by Dr. Rajani LaRocca and illustrated by Kathleen Marcotte. It's published by Little Bee Books. Find a link to see this book for yourself at childrenshour.org. Look for the episode, Understanding Vaccines. For the Children's Hour, this is Katie Stone.
That's the Cross Pulse Percussion Ensemble from I Like Everything About You, I Do. And we have been learning about vaccines today on the Children's Hour. You can learn a lot more, find links and so much more at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Understanding Vaccines. We're going to go out with one more for all you do. This is for all the healthcare workers out there. We see you. We honor you. We love you. Thanks for keeping us healthy. This is Rafi and Lindsay Monroe. We'll catch you next time for another edition of the Children's Hour. We can say thank you. We can say thanks for all you do. We can say thank you for all you do. Every one of us in the web of life gives a little each day. For the things we need, we turn to one another and help is on the way. Nurses, doctors, cleaners and drivers, farmers, teachers and more. So many helpers to be found Help is all around And we can say thank you We can say thanks for all you do We can say thank you For all you do The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. Our show was written by Katie Stone with lots of help from all of us on the kids' crew. You can find photos, links, learn along guides, and more about us at childrenshour.org. Today's show had production help from our senior producer, Christina Stella. Many thanks to our guests, Dr. Georgina Peacock, Dr. Rajani LaRocca, and Dr. Richard Corsi. Find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or go to our patreon.com slash the children's hour. Or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Find us at TCH Radio. Our theme music was written by C.K. Barlow. The Children's Hour is distributed by PRX, the Public Radio Exchange, and by the Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio.